0: Blog Talk Radio
1: And good evening everybody and thank you for choosing King Jordan Radio for this Wednesday, August the uh August the thirteenth, twenty fourteen. And today we're going to be talking about Jody Arias, Robin Williams and the MMA fighter that has uh ran away uh from these charges, I guess. And uh Uh, We're going to be joined by Dwayne Cates. Shannon Hogan cannot uh, join us tonight due to uh, a death in the family, so uh, we wish her uh, the condolences. And uh, at this time, uh, let me bring in Dwayne Cates. He's seen on CNN and HLN, and he's a defense attorney. Dwayne Cates, good evening, and welcome to King Jordan Radio. How are you? Morning, Jordan, or afternoon, or evening, or whatever it is. How are you today? Okay. So we're uh, a couple of weeks away from uh, the uh, retrial of the death penalty case um, between uh, Juan Martinez and uh, it looks like she's going to represent herself, Jody Erez. And before we talk about it, I, wanna hear, I want the uh, fans to hear just uh, how uh, testy the uh, two of them got. And then I want to get your take on the other side uh, of this uh, retrial.
2: When he was asleep, you went into his telephone, right? Yes. And you looked at what was on his telephone, right?
0: That's right.
2: The messages, what did they say? I'm not saying specifically, but what was the subject matter?
0: Um, things referencing specific sexual body parts, interacting with other sexual body parts, things like that, and plans in the making of meeting up at
2: hotel rooms or his house, things like that. And you were very offended by that, right? Yeah, offended would be accurate. Right. And you were so offended that you still decided to go on vacation with him, though, right?
0: Um, That wasn't why.
2: Well, no. You were very offended. You just told us that, right?
0: I didn't say very, but yes. Okay. You were
2: offended, right? I was hurt. Ma'am, didn't you just say you were offended? Offended would be accurate. And didn't you just say it was a good word, right?
0: Yeah, there's many descriptors to
2: use. But you just said just now it was a good word, right?
0: Um, yes, I think.
2: You think? It means you don't remember what you just said? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You just said offended was a good word, and when I used it, then you took issue with it. Is it a good word, or is it not a good word?
0: Um, it depends on how you used it.
2: Well, I'm saying you're the one that, I asked you the question, you were offended, and you said, offended is a good word, right? That's what you said, right? I think so, yes. So What well, you think so means you don't know, right? I don't know. Well, this just happened. How is it that you are not remembering what you're saying? Because you're making my brain scramble. I'm, again, making your brain scramble. So in this particular case, the problem is not you. It's the questions being posed by the prosecutor, right? No, not yes the or question. no. Yes or no? I was saying no when you interrupted me. So, no, so in this case, you're looking to point the finger at somebody else again, right?
0: No, it's my fault.
2: Well, you're saying it's the prosecutor that's asking you the questions, and that's creating a problem for you, right? That's not what I said. Well, you said it's the way you're posing the questions. You just said that, right? I don't know. You don't know what you just said, ma'am. Yes,
1: an argument, How about?
2: I don't know. Didn't it just happen? So how is it that if it just happened, you can't even remember what you just said?
0: I think I'm more focused on your posture and your tone and your anger, so it's hard to process the question. So the answer
2: is, it's, again, the prosecutor's fault because you perceive him to be angry, right? It's not your fault. Well, is somebody asking you whose fault it is? You did. Well, you seem to be pointing it at the prosecutor, right? So you believe the reason that you can't be effective on the witness stand is because somebody is asking you questions in a way you don't like.
0: I think that was a compound question.
2: Ma'am, isn't it true that you are having problems up on the witness stand, according to you, because of the way the prosecutor is asking the questions, right? Yes. And so, according to you, the truth with regard to this issue depends on the style that's being used, right? That's what the truth knows. You're saying that you are having trouble telling us you're telling us the truth from the witness stand, right? Absolutely. You're telling us that you're having telling, having trouble telling us the truth because of the way the questions are being posed, right? What does it mean? I
0: have no problem telling the truth.
2: I'm not asking you if you have a problem telling the truth, but what you seem to be telling us now is that you have problems telling us the truth now because of the way the questions are being phrased, right?
0: That's not right.
2: So it's something else then that the prosecutor is doing that's bothering you, right? I don't know how to answer that. Well, it's something else that the prosecutor is doing that's stopping you from telling us the, the truth, right? I don't know how to answer that. Why don't you know how to answer that? You're the one that brought it up. You're the one that pointed the finger at the prosecutor, right? Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: Ma'am, you're the one that complained about the way the questions were being posed by the prosecutor just now, didn't you? Yes. And you indicated that the prosecutor's posture was aggressive, right?
0: I didn't say aggressive.
2: You you indicated posture though, right? Yes. And there was something with the prosecutor's posture that you have problems with, right? I don't know. Well, no, you're the one that used the word posture, man. You're the one that said that you have problems with the posture. So is it the posture?
0: It's not the problem with your posture, it's that it creates a problem with me processing what you're saying, because I'm focused more on your posture than your, the content of your question. So you're saying that you
2: need to take some more time between questions to answer them? Is that what you're saying? Um, sometimes. Well, no. Is that what's going to help your memory to take more time between the questions?
0: Sometimes.
2: What's your answer?
0: Sometimes.
2: Ma'am? With regard to this issue of posturing, do you remember back on July 15th of 2008 when Detective <coughs> Flores interviewed you? Do you remember that? Yes. And he was sitting down, right?
0: Yes.
2: And his voice was very quiet, right?
0: Um, yes.
2: And when he was asking you these questions and his voice was very quiet, you still lied to him, didn't you? Yes. So it isn't have anything to do with the volume of the question, then, does it, as to whether or not you'll tell the truth? I'll always tell the truth. Well, oh, so you'll always tell the truth. So you told the truth to Detective Flores back then, right? I mean here under oath. No, uh, you said I always will tell the truth, right? I said I will always tell the truth. Right. Did you tell the truth? Isn't it true? You did not tell the truth to Detective Flores. That's true. Okay. And he had posture... or or a demeanor, where he was just sitting back, right?
0: He was leaning forward, but he was All right,
2: he was sitting down, right? Yes. He wasn't standing, right?
0: Mm, Not for most of the interview. No, he
2: wasn't, was he? And the reason you're having problems now, is it because the prosecutor's standing?
0: Um, it's my own internal mental problem, I think.
2: It, well, if it's your own internal mental problem, that means that what you are telling us are inaccurate answers, right?
3: Objection. No. She said
1: she had trouble recalling not telling the truth. This mischaracterizes testimony and this continued badgering.
0: Sustained us as to the first objection we phrase.
1: Here, are you
2: having trouble because the prosecutor is standing?
0: Having trouble what?
2: What are, you, what are we talking about here?
0: You're talking about the truth. I'm talking about memory. Aren't we
2: talking about answering the questions? You keep saying truth. I'm referring to memory. Aren't we, though, basically talking about you answering the questions? Both regarding answering questions. Right. Isn't that what we're talking about?
0: Um, you keep mentioning truth. I'm not having a problem telling the
2: truth. All right. But you are having problems answering my questions, right?
0: Um,
2: I don't have a problem answering your question if I remember the answer. So, but you just told us that you're having problems answering the question because of the prosecutor's posture. Didn't you tell us that? That's not the direct reason, but that's a trigger. Well, that's what you told us, just that, right? Something to that effect. Right. And so, would you like it if I stood over here like your counsel was asking you the questions? Would that make you feel more comfortable? Sustained refrain. Would it make you feel more comfortable if I stood over here and used the uh, lectern
4: there? Why don't we approach him before he does the same thing over and over again, Judge? Dr. are you asking to
0: approach him yep. with an objection? The approach.
1: Okay, Dwayne Cates, this was must watch TV in 2013. Will this be must watch uh, TV? To uh, this retrial, will the cameras be allowed in A and uh, talk about Jody representing herself um, and how that never works when somebody represents
3: themselves usually? Well, you know, there's an old saying that the person that represents themselves has a fool for a client. And so it'll, it'll probably apply here. I mean, this is going to be a circus. You know, it was a circus the first time. It's going to be a circus on steroids this time. And and you got a, you got a peek of it. I mean, Juan Martinez, you know, spent that whole time arguing about whether or not she was offended by what was on a cell phone about one word she used. He took one word she used and and created that entire circus about what was going on, and 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 went in 18 different directions, all based on just the fact that she used one word that really had. Nothing to do with anything in the case. Now, Nothing, with regard right. to cameras in the courtroom, there, there's going to be cameras in the courtroom. We're just not sure how they're going to be allowed to be used. Okay, it's not From what I understand so far, and I think they're still fighting this, but I don't think they're going to allow live television like it was last time, where it's going to be broadcast live. Now, they may allow... Oh, really? they may allow it to be tape delayed one day. They may be allowed to be taped, you know, to, I don't know I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're definitely going to try to limit it and try to cut down on the chaos that they had last
1: time. Now, is it really necessary for this prosecutor to go uh, on Martinez to go at this again? Is it that important? Um, doesn't this cost the taxpayers of uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, a lot of money to do this.
3: It does, and 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 I'm not a fan of killing people for killing people. I mean, I just don't think it makes sense. It doesn't act as a deterrent. It, it all it does is punish. All it does is 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 allow people vengeance, and and I don't think that's vengeance is a healthy emotion in 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 any state, and and in, in this case especially, there was a the jury came back. 8 to 4. Now we had a 4 month trial where Juan Martinez beat up everybody in sight to the point where witnesses were refusing to come back and testify. Okay? I mean, he got the best of this trial. I don't think there's anybody in the world that's going to say that he didn't. And and he did a, a you know a, a great job. I don't always necessarily agree with the way he got there, but you know, I think I think anybody could have got a, a a murder conviction in this case. But even after all of all of what he did, he could only get eight to four for the death penalty. Okay, you know, I could see retrying it if it was if there was one lone wolf hold out, you know, goofball (laughs) juror. Sometimes you get some, you know, sometimes you get some psychotic person on there that that, you know, that, you know, disrupts things. But this was eight to four. And I just don't think that I I don't think that they're going to get it. You know, statistically, it's hard to get the death penalty
1: on a woman anyway. Right. Uh, and uh, what we, you, you saw it when Juan Martinez was, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, giving out autographs uh, in the middle of the trial. Well, in the middle of the t- it, it was inappropriate
3: in a sense, in the sense that if jurors had seen that, it could have affected the trial. Now nobody was sure whether a juror saw that. I, I was out there. I saw that. I saw the scene kind of as it was happening. And uh, I was kind of shocked that that you know that he was he was out there like a rock star and and you know and you know God bless him if he's got the fans, that's great, but you should never do it in the middle of the trial. Arizona's different than some trials. I mean, I've seen like the Sandusky trial. I mean, everybody was talking about everything all the time in between trial days. I mean, I, you know I was kind of shocked by that. In Arizona, you know it's it's pretty much taboo to discuss a case while you're in the middle of it, other than you could talk about what's already in the public domain. But in any event, you're you're generally walking on thin ice if you're if you're discussing your case or taking bows or granting interviews or signing autographs
1: during the trial. And uh, to his credit, I don't think he has taken an interview uh, since the um, conviction of Jody. Um, maybe he's waiting uh, till the uh, the uh, second phase, which is the death penalty. And uh, this is a really long time that she was convicted on, in May of 2013. So you're going over, does it usually take this long? Uh, for a retrial of this phase uh, over a year and a half? Well, nothing about
3: the Jody Arias trial is normal. Okay, nothing. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, so this it isn't normal that it takes this long. But, again, you're looking at this could be another two or three or four-month ordeal that they're starting here. And, you know, you've got, you've got attorneys, busy attorneys, that have to uh, have to clear their calendars in order to do this and uh you know and that's not easy i mean you know the defense attorneys and everybody has other cases that they're doing and uh you know it's a you know it, it's hard to schedule a, a two week
1: trial let alone a three or four month trial <clears throat> and just because uh, Jody's representing her so the counsel will be there advising her isn't that correct that's correct she'll have advisory counsel and it's going to be the same attorneys
3: that it's going to be Nermy and Wilmot, the same attorneys that, that she had before. And, you know, given I don't think that, that there's much love lost between them, you know, I mean, I don't know how much counsel she's going to be seeking from her attorneys, but you saw how Juan Martinez took and twisted every word she said into something else. You know, she's going she's gonna to be up there in front of the jury every day, okay, asking, you know, she's got to ask questions. He's going to be objecting. You know, I mean, he runs the risk if he beats her up too badly, the, the jury might feel sorry for. Her. Sympathy,
1: sympathy, indeed. And uh, this is a so this on the jury when the jury when they go for the jurors, <laughs> what type of questions are the jurors going to be asked if they could put a somebody to death? Something like that. Yeah,
3: they're yeah they're going to ask
1: all the normal death
3: penalty questions, but then you know they're 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 absolutely going to do a jury questionnaire,
1: <clears throat>
3: which is a big help because that the person can take it home and fill it out. Dwayne? and uh, you know there's going to be uh, yes. Hello,
1: Dwayne?
3: I'm here. I was talking.
1: Wayne. Uh. Hello. Hmm. Dwayne, hello. I don't hear are you me.
2: there? Dwayne, if,
1: if, uh, if... Can you uh, hear me now? If you hear this, maybe can call back you? on a different phone because uh, you're not coming through at this moment. Can, can you hear me now? Uh, yes.
3: Okay, I just... I was on a headset, so... Okay. Can, can you hear me now?
1: Uh, Hello. Yes, I can't he- I okay. Can't he- Where were we? Okay, we were talking about the uh, question for the juror. juror. Okay.
3: Yeah. You know, they're gonna they're gonna want to ask them if how much they know about this case. And believe it or not, I've run into a lot of people in Arizona that have have never even heard of the Jodi Arias case, or they've heard of it, but they never really saw any part of it. So. I think they'll be able to find some jurors that aren't, you know, aren't biased toward towards this. But then what you really got to watch out for are the people that are trying to get on this jury. I will guarantee you they're, they're Jody Arias supporters and they're Jody Arias detractors that are all trying to get on this jury. and uh, And that's what you've really got to try to weed out.
1: Oh, really? Maybe book deals? Something like that?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're they're looking for their 15 minutes of fame.
1: Oh, wow. And uh, so what is your opinion on uh, the outcome? Uh, you, you don't think, don't think uh, uh, women think mostly, mostly uh, uh, get the death penalty. death penalty. What do you think?
3: Do you think? Uh, I don't think there's any much chance she's going to get the death penalty. I, I never did. I mean, you know, she, especially with her representing herself, they're going to really get to know Jody. Now, they may get sick of her if she's up there enough, but they're going to get to know her, and as part of that, you know, it's hard. Even if you don't like somebody, it's kind of hard to kill somebody you know. Right. You know, rather than just a cold stranger sitting at a table, okay? And so they're going to get to know Jody. I mean, like her or hate her, and I think that's going to work to her favor. I think that's what part of her being on the stand for 19 days the first time I think that's part of why they were reluctant to give her the death penalty in the first place.
1: And um, how long do you think this will go? This
3: I think it's going to be three months. But now with Jody Arias doing the case herself, again, God only knows. I mean, God only knows if she can, you know, who she's going to call as witnesses and what she's going to decide to do and and you just never know, you know, it, it with her representing herself it's kind of a wild card.
1: Yes, indeed. Um of course we had the, uh Robin Williams uh case and a uh, very sad story with dad. Uh, let's play a clip of the, what police said and come back on the other side.
5: On August 11th, 2014, at approximately 11:55 a.m. Marin County communications received a 911 telephone call reporting that a male adult had been located unconscious and not breathing inside his residence. The caller was distraught and indicated at that time that was an apparent suicide due to a hanging had taken place and that rigor mortis had set in. The sheriff's office, as well as representatives of the Tiburon Fire Department and Southern Marin Fire Protection District were dispatched to the incident with emergency personnel arriving on scene at 12 p.m. The male subject who was pronounced deceased by firefighters from the Tiburon Fire Department at 12.02 p.m. has been identified as Robin McLaurin Williams, a 63-year-old resident of unincorporated Tiburon, California. Preliminary information developed during the investigation by Coroner Division personnel has revealed Mr. Williams had been seeking treatment for depression. Mr. Williams was last seen alive by his wife at approximately 10.30 p.m. on August 10, 2014, when she retired for the evening in a room in the home. Mr. Williams' personal assistant became concerned at approximately 11.45 a.m. when he failed to respond to knocks on his bedroom door. At that time, the personal assistant was able to gain access to Mr. Williams' bedroom and entered the bedroom to find Mr. Williams clothed in a seated position, unresponsive, with a belt secured around his neck, with the other end of the belt wedged between the the closed closet door and the door frame. His right shoulder area was touching the door, with his body perpendicular to the door and slightly suspended. The inside of Mr. Williams' left wrist had several acute superficial transverse cuts. A pocket knife with a closed blade was located in close proximity to Mr. Williams. The pocket knife was examined and a dry red material was located on the ble- excuse me, blade of the knife, which appeared consistent to dried blood. It is unknown at this time if the dried red material is in fact blood or if it is Mr. Williams' blood, but scientific testing will be conducted to evaluate its investigative value. Preliminary, and I again say preliminary results of the forensic examination, revealed supporting physical signs that Mr. Williams' life ended from asphyxia due to hanging. Toxicology testing will be conducted to determine if Mr. Williams had any chemical substances in his system at the time of his death.
1: Wow. What a rough way to go for the icon comedian that starred in several films and was on Happy Days a long time ago. And uh, what's your thoughts on Robin Williams, Dwayne?
3: It's a very, very, very sad thing. I, you know, I suffer from a lot of the same stuff that he does. I'm, I have a uh, long-term sobriety and, uh, and, you know, oh, yeah. and I deal, I deal with people that have, uh, uh, mental issues and drug addiction issues every day in my practice. And I probably bury two or three people a year, uh, that, that yeah. die from, uh, alcoholism or, or, or drug addiction or mental health issues and, and, uh, and many of them die of suicide.
1: You know, uh, the guy from uh, Different Strokes who played Willis said it was, quote, very selfish of Robin Williams to uh, commit suicide, thus leaving his family alone. And a lot of people reacted on social media that it was very wrong of uh, Todd Bridges to say that. What's your opinion when you hear something like that?
3: Well, you, you know, it kind of is, but, you know, until you've walked a day in somebody else's shoes, you know, you can't say, you know, what they were, you know, what was going on with them. And, uh, you know, and, and there are a lot of people that have long-term sobriety that relapse, and when they relapse, they have a really hard time coming back. Their ego really gets in the way because they were, you know, at one time, you know, you know, had long-term sobriety, and then all of a sudden they lose it. and uh, and and they just they just can't get back and you know the hell that those people are in before they kill themselves you know is unimaginable and uh, and I don't think that it's right for anybody to say it's right to judge that it's right wrong and different you know that somebody takes their own life you know it is ultimately a selfish act in that in that that person is 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 terminating their own pain while it may cause others pain but but nobody should stand in judgment until they've walked in that person's shoes.
1: Yeah, no question. Were you offended?
3: You know, I, I you know, being offended is a choice. You know, you get no, to no, choose no. whether to be offended or not. And I, and I, and I, and I just, I don't get offended by anything. I just choose not to be offended.
1: Actually, I said that we you
3: a fan of Robin Williams. That was the question. Oh, I am a huge fan of Robin Williams. Robin Williams is. Is probably my favorite. Well, he is my favorite comedian, and uh, I mean, I have never seen anybody that is as quick as he is. And, and I and I've thought about it. And can you imagine Robin Williams's poor wife? I mean, if you know, could you imagine having to argue with Robin Williams? I mean, how do you you, you, you ne- you're never going to come out on the positive side of that? You know, good, bad, or indifference. You're either going to wind up in a pile laughing in the corner. Or he's just so fast, so quick, so smart that that you just can't keep up.
1: Yeah, and, and it shows. Uh, he had pretty much all the money he needed, and for those that think that money buys everything, it surely don't, as proven by uh, Robin Williams uh, killing himself.
3: Well, well, it doesn't, you know. And and if if good looks and money, you know solve the addiction problem, then, you know, Marilyn Monroe would be alive and and John Belushi and Elvis and, you know, you know, it seems like a lot of times that the more talented somebody is that, you know, talented people are different from everybody else. And I think that they part of their part of their pain is that they are different. I mean, Robin Williams is different from the normal from the average person. You know, he is not (laughs) normal, you know. And I think that, you know, when people are on the edge, even brilliant people, smart people, funny people, you know, talented actress, great musicians, you know, they are different from the average person and they and they feel you know, they feel that difference and I think that's a that's a you know, while they may enjoy the success, I think they that that's part of their pain. Well you
1: bring, well, you bring up a great point and There was nobody more different in the world than uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, who passed at 50 years old with the drugs and the uh, uh, the doctor uh, overdosing him, and uh, Kurt Cobain, and uh, Elvis Presley you mentioned, and Marilyn Monroe and Anna Nicole Smith, and the list goes on and on. But there's a okay. lot of enablers, like doctors, that want to uh, be around, quote, these stars, so you know, they'll the doctor feel good
3: if you will and that's got his yeah i mean you don't even have to be a celebrity you know you you sprain your thumb and you go to the doctor and you know they give you 120 percocets i mean you know i i, right. I have i have people that i'm in in the 12 step program with that get you know that have an injury and they go to the doctor and and they tell them that that they have that they have an addiction problem and that they they don't take any mind altering chemicals and you know at the end of the visit the doctor goes, well you wants a percocet you know, I mean, th- there are a lot of physicians that don't understand, you know, what this is all about. And and while we're on this subject, I have a lot of clients that were good, nice, upstanding people, hardworking. And then they have – I have a client that had a, a bad neck injury, and uh, and he had a bunch of surgeries on his neck. He got addicted, addicted to OxyContin, and, uh, and, you know, he's going to prison now because what happens is they cut him off the OxyContin – and then they tr- start buying it on the street, but then it's expensive on the street, so they start buying heroin. And the next thing they know, they're you know they're breaking into cars and stealing stuff. And the next thing you know, they're in prison. And you know, and it's it's all because you know. And these are these are everyday people. These are your neighbors. These aren't these aren't bad people. These are you know grown up nice people that find themselves addicted, to, you know, to a substance yeah. that they can, they have no way out.
1: Yeah, there was a a person that I know, I won't say, who uh, he was so addicted, he wrote on the uh, script uh, a number one, and he finds himself in jail for uh, a year. Yep. So, and this is talking about a father, uh, a teacher, and uh, it could be anybody. It's, it's so widespread. And the doctors yep. are to blame a lot of them. Because, like you said, they don't have the knowledge. Because uh, I think addicts, uh, and they'll they'll say it to this themselves. They are one of the smoothest people. They they had to get over on doctors, and you know, when they want what they want, they'll go to any uh, great length to get it. And I'm sure you you, you agree with me on that.
3: A- absolutely, absolutely. You know, and it's and it's not only the doctors i mean the whole the whole system is set up wrong and uh, if you there's a movie called the anonymous people it's on uh, netflix and if you rent that i mean 80% of the people in our prisons and jails are there as as, as a direct of drugs now result of drugs and alcohol and 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 really? they're not all drug dealers they're i mean they're people that 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 find themselves addicted and instead of treating them we 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 warehouse them. Okay, we put right. them in prison, then we brand them as felons and we make it impossible for them to get jobs. So when they get out of prison, they can't find a job. They have this addiction problem that's been ignored and not treated. And 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 then we're surprised when they come they end up back in prison, you know, because because of their addiction. I mean, you know, the, the way to break the cycle is to treat these people, you know. You you, you know, you you sober up, you know, you sober up 15, 20% of the people. I mean, you imagine the savings you'd have in the prison system if you if you took 15 to 20% of the people out of prison, you know, and treated them? I mean, it it would be and amazing.
1: And i heard that people they didn't get what they needed in prison, and they wound up dying there. Yep. Can you imagine oh, how that happens? That, 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 yep. That's got to be the worst type of death. It is.
3: It is. I have a client in prison right now that's that's uh, that's dying of the flesh-eating bacteria, okay? And it's you know because he didn't get proper medical care, and they wouldn't dress a wound, and he got the MRSA infection, and uh and you know he's been on deathbed two or three times, you know, and uh, oh my, it, it, you know it it's it's a tough deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh-
1: since we're on this subject, what about uh, marijuana? Do you think that should be legal all around the world? Well, you know,
3: making it illegal doesn't stop people from using it. Okay? So, That's correct. You know, here's the, here, here's the issue that I've run into here in Arizona. They made marijuana somewhat Ill, somewhat legal. I mean, medical marijuana is legal, and they, and they said it wasn't going to be like California, and it turned out to be just like California, where... You know, if you've got 150 bucks, you can find a doctor that will write you a prescription, okay? And I thought, you know, that might hurt my business. My business went up, okay, because everybody has a more casual attitude about marijuana now. So more people are – they're just forgetting to get the prescription, and now they're getting arrested. And then all of a sudden you 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 quadruple demand for marijuana, and you don't put a system in place to supply legal marijuana to these people, guess where they're getting it? The cartels, you know what used to be hundred pound marijuana cases that I do it's not uncommon now to do six or seven hundred pound marijuana cases. I mean you know the, the, yeah. the quantities just are staggering now and 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 with higher quantities is higher money and bigger deals and uh, and and more more violence, more guns, more violence from the cartels, you know because that's where it comes from. If you're going to legalize mar- marijuana. You have to you have to put a system in place where where they can you can get a you can have people provide a legal supply that's not controlled by the cartels.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Okay, uh, a local adult film star uh, accuses MMA fighter who's on the run of a brutal attack. Let me lift the fans hear this clip and then we'll talk on the other side. A
4: local woman says she was afraid she was going
5: to die when her ex-boyfriend, a well-known mixed martial arts fighter, showed up at her house and started beating her. Action News reporter Spencer Lubitz spoke with friends of the victim and joins us now with the latest on the search for the suspect. Spencer.
4: Steve, police are still searching for this guy, John Coppenhaver, known to his fans as War Machine. This following a claim by his ex-girlfriend, adult film star Christy Mack, who said Coppenhaver attacked her inside her home near Desert Inn and Eastern. Although she claims her injuries are so severe she can't speak, her family is now offering a $10,000 reward for War Machine's capture.
0: Her face is very swollen. Her whole eye is... Um is closed,
4: shut. With the bones around her eyes shattered, her nose broken, and several teeth missing, Christy Mack tweeted photos from her hospital bed claiming her ex-boyfriend, MMA starfighter John War Machine Coppenhaver, is responsible for the abuse. In this written statement released today, Matt claims she was with a friend when Coppenhaver, whom she had broken up with months prior, showed up unexpectedly to her Las Vegas home. She writes, Without a single word spoken, he began beating my friend. Once he was finished, he sent my friend away and turned his attention to me. He made me undress and shower in front of him, then dragged me out and beat my face.
0: He could easily, like, snap her in two in seconds. Like, his biceps are the same size as her legs.
4: Fellow adult performer Alexis Monroe is a close friend of Max and one of the few people to speak with her since the attack.
0: He had smacked her before, but it had never been something so aggressive. So I think she really was, you know taken back by his actions.
4: Police confirmed they are searching for Coppenhaver to arrest him on multiple charges of assault and battery, but being a wanted fugitive hasn't stopped War Machine from tweeting about the incident, posting, I'm not a bad guy. I went to surprise my GF, help her set up her show, and to give her an engagement ring and ended up fighting for my life. The cops will never give me fair play, never believe me. Still deciding what to do, but at the end of the day, it's all just heartbreaking. And Mac's friends believe Copenhaver is in the San Diego area. They warned not to approach him if you see him, but if you have any information leading to his arrest and you're interested in receiving that award, just call the number listed on our website, ktnb.com and click on the link to this story. Reporting live in the studio this evening, Spencer Lubitz, Channel 13 Action News.
1: It's a tragedy uh, uh, story, uh, Dwayne, and he's still on the run. He's actually tweeting. I don't know how they don't find him through that. But nonetheless, what's your take on this story?
3: Well, I mean, it's it's, it's a sad thing. I mean, you know, that these things happen. And, and, uh, you know, if he really didn't do it, like he says, I mean, he should come forward and defend himself. I mean, you know, that's what he should do. I mean, you know... You know, be, being in the mixed martial arts and and, uh, and and being like he is, I don't know if it's roid rage or or what it is, but you know, it seems like that that you know, especially somebody that's trained in martial arts should never use that to to uh, harm somebody other than in the ring in combat.
1: Especially uh, a woman. And uh, have you seen the uh, pictures that were released on Twitter? yeah i saw the uh, picture
3: she was she was beaten very badly
1: and uh once they do capture him is there a separate charge for running away
3: oh yeah there's there's a there's flight to avoid prosecution that they can charge him with that they'll also consider that when it when they catch him because they will catch him i mean it's really really difficult to live on the run for very long especially when you you know you look like he does and so uh and so when they catch him, it's also going to play a big role in what his bond is going to be. And uh, he'll have a very high bond given that he's demonstrated that he will run and hide.
1: Yeah, you bring up a great point. I mean, we are in 2014. Everybody has a cell phone these days. If it's not 1960, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he is going to get caught. Nobody gets away with it. Uh I, I've seen this show. I almost got away with it, and I've never seen anybody get away with it more than a couple a couple of years was both maybe the longest. But uh, as you said, he's a high profile guy, and uh, the odds of him getting away is very slim to none. But what he did was very is very heinous.
3: Yeah, and generally, when I have clients that that call me that are on the run, and uh, I always recommend that they you know that they turn them that they come into the court system under their own power. Because if they do that, that gives them a better chance at getting out on bond. Because if they hide until they're caught, I mean, it's it's the judge is going to put a, put a stiff bond on them. Isn't that
1: what happened with O.J. Simpson? He was
4: running away. Yeah, and I mean he up. was. Yeah, and but he, you he know, eventually
1: a- came out
3: under his own power, and so you know, oh, yeah. he got some consideration. Plus, plus he had the ability
1: to post a large bond, so. Yes, yes. And I was told yesterday by Tom Ezra that there was one guy that was famous for defending himself in the 50s, Cohen, I don't know if you heard of him, that actually won a case. Do you hear that? I, I've never heard of it, no. Yeah, Jewish guy in New York. So it, it it did happen once. So That's the only one I know thus far. So uh, I think Ted Bundy,
3: I think Ted Bundy represented himself, and uh, I think he did a pretty good job. He was, I think, he had some law training though. Oh, Ted
1: Bundy, yeah, and he's he also
3: passed a uh, lie detector test. Yeah, because he's, cause he's a sociopath, and that's what it takes to pass a lie detector test.
1: Yeah, unreal. Or unreal tell the truth. Indeed. You can
3: pass. You can pass a lie detector test if you tell the truth.
1: Yeah, a lot of <laughs> a lot of these uh, shows like Doctor Phil, they they'll take the lie detector test as evidence, and and they'll make it like uh, if he passes, he's telling the truth. If he's not, these these TV shows they use it as facts, but of course the courts don't use that uh, in any way, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: You, you I've never been able to get one into. Uh into court
1: would you be able to allow would you be allowed to use that in your opening statements that your client nope. s
3: no nope. nope, not, not at all No, you can't you can't talk about it you can't do anything the polygraphs I use polygraphs quite a bit but it's when my clients are falsely accused of doing something and uh, and I, I and they haven't been arrested yet I take the uh, I take them in and have them do a polygraph, and then I present that along with a written statement to the police officers and uh, that are doing the investigation. And in 18 years that I've had people pass polygraphs, I've only had one person charged that had ac- that actually passed the polygraph. You said that uh,
1: one person
3: charged that passed it. Yeah, oh, okay. one one person got charged anyway, even though the, he passed a. Uh, he passed a uh a polygraph.
1: Oh wow, that's uh that's a pretty good number. Uh, <laughs> very interesting indeed. But uh this case with this uh M M A fighter uh yeah, still on the run is uh trending all over. Uh it's just a despicable act. If you see these pictures. Uh I just you know, I just can't believe that somebody but like maybe you said like you said broid rage could be a factor if he was juicing um, you get crazy on those steroids people say uh, especially people that I know that worked in the uh, rural wrestling entertainment uh, definitely has uh, crazy effects on you
3: yeah it does it can re- it can really affect you uh, you know and that's and it's, it's and you know, and a lot of these things where it's not regulated, it's it's a,
1: steroids are abused. Yes. 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 I, I believe there once was a time where, uh, so baseball they really cracked down on steroids. Football, not so much. Basketball, yeah. not so much. But uh, what? baseball uh, is the most, I think, they uh, steroid-policed uh, sport in the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, football, I mean, it was sad at one point. The average life expectancy of some of those guys was 45 years old. You know, guys, old guys like Hacksaw Reynolds and, and some of those guys were just, uh, you know, they just, you know, they died at, like in their 40s. Oh, my. Yeah, and we had uh, Junior Seau,
1: who was had concussions. He killed himself. And, yeah, uh, I, I don't things, know that but, that was
3: from juicing. I think, you know, more than the concussions, the the syndrome which, uh, you know, which 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 causes
1: a lot of suicides. Yes, absolutely. So we will see what happens with Joey. Uh, and uh, we will uh, see what happens with the Robin Williams family. I hope uh, his uh, family can uh, get the, their life back together and uh, move on with very tough laws and uh, i want to thank you for coming on
3: no problem thanks jordan for having me
1: okay, okay. we'll talk to you soon dwayne all right bye okay, okay. ladies and gentlemen that was dwayne cates out of phoenix of course you can see him on hln he covered the jody Arias case um Coming up on August 29th, it is the Michael Jackson Birthday Bash. Ladies and gentlemen, it will be a three-hour spectacular with Tom Mesereau, leading the way with Mike Garcia, William Wagner, Aphrodite Jones, Kerry Anderson, a performance by Nick, Nicole, and Scotty. That much, much more coming up on Friday, a special Friday, August 29th. Tuesday, of course, is Wrestling Talk, and you could go listen to that. If you want to follow the show, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Mr. King Jordan and on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash King Jordan Radio. I want to thank everybody for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll speak to you next week. And thanks to Dwayne Cates for joining us.